Thank you very much. Next on GPS, how much of this is a problem with Islam? My next guest has been studying religious extremism for decades. His answer will surprise you when we come back. Events like the attacks in Paris make the majority of us wonder why. None of us can really understand what would push someone to do something so barbaric, so cowardly. Well, my next guest has been studying religious extremism for years and he wrote a recent book about it that is terrific. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, the former chief rabbi of Britain, is the author of Not in God's Name, Confronting Religious Violence, which is really an important book that I urge you to read and buy. Um, rabbi Sachs, let me ask you the simple question that so many people ask. Is this about Islam? Well, clearly, you know, if a terrorist is committing murder while shouting, Allahu Akbar, God is great, this is a religious act. And there's equally no doubt that ISIS is saturated in texts from the Quran and the Hadith and a religious reading of history that we're at a tremendous moment of apocalypse. So, yes, ISIS is a religious movement. And how do you, what does one do about a movement that, that as you say, is steeped in religion, that proclaims itself as defining Islam when clearly, you know, it represents a very small minority. There's 1.6 billion Muslims in the world. How, do you, how to think about that problem? Well, what I've tried to say in the book is ISIS didn't come out of nowhere. This radicalization of Islam has taken many decades. The Muslim Brotherhood was born in 1928. Said Qutb, who's the inspiration for some of this, was writing in the 1950s. It was in the 1970s that petrodollars were used in the Middle East to fund madrasas that put forward what until then had been a very minority form of Islam. So I think we have to think long and plan long. I've written this book really to encourage young Muslims to think differently about religion, especially in a global age. Reflect on the fact that Islam won its greatest admiration when it was most open, most tolerant, as it was in Al-Andalus in Spain in the 10th to 12th centuries. What I'm trying to do is say, let's see if we can grow moderates within the great faiths to counter the extremists. One of the things you stress in the book is that every religion has had these seeds of extremism um, and that it is through this kind of reform that you, you, that, that you get rid of it. Uh, but you were caution against the kind of blanket condemnations of Islam uh, you know, you, you, you try to use a very soft touch. Well, Islam is a great faith that's had remarkably wonderful periods of history. In the early Middle Ages, it was the epitome of tolerance. And in Spain, as I say, under the uh, Umayyads, Jews, Christians and Muslims lived together in greater freedom than at any other time in the Middle Ages. Not liberal democracy by our standards, but at least an advance on anything until then. All I can say from Jewish and for that matter Christian history is that when religion turns violent, it begins by murdering its enemies, it ends by murdering its co-religionists, and it then inflicts a self-imposed injury on faith itself. The violence in Judaism internally in the first century caused a catastrophe that took us nearly 2,000 years to get over. 
the violence between Christians, Catholics and Protestants, in Europe in the 16th and 17th centuries, led to four centuries of secularization. Religion begins when it, when it chooses the path of violence by assaulting its enemies, but it becomes its own most serious victim. And in a sense, the pattern you're describing is exactly what we're seeing, where these terrorist organizations began as exclusively anti-Western, but now it's the Sunnis killing the Shia. Uh, how does one uh, grow moderates? What is the what is the path forward for you know? How should particularly Westerners view this this you know what, what is really an internal debate within Islam? How to help the good guys? Well, you know, I, I, what I'm what you try and do is try and create a situation in which moderates see good practice in other faiths, see the arguments set out. That's what I've tried to do. Um, and uh, that way you speak to people's altruism. At the moment, young Muslims are hearing only the radical extremist voices, the voices that shout loudest. But I know with my encounters with Muslims in Britain, in the United States, and indeed many of them from the Middle East, that they are looking for another way, another voice, something that will speak to the better angels of their nature. And in that way, we, outside Islam, can do our best to help those within Islam develop the courage to choose a different and better way. Very briefly, Lord Sachs, in 30 seconds, are you hopeful? <laughs> I'm not an op optimist, but no one with real faith can ever lose hope. Thank you, Lord Jonathan Sachs. I hope you will all stay with